Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 175th episode of the Hunger Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and our best mates over there at Audio Technica. I am your extremely humble host. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8bit. And joining me today, my two Keebler elves, Miss Ali Hart and Salim TD, who can be found at Salim TD and Miss Ali Hart, respectively. How's doing this morning? Doing good. Keebler elves. What is a Keebler yeah, elf? You help me uh, get Christmas ready. You're like the, the number one helpers of uh, 8-Bit Santa Claus here. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I was thinking Christmas because we're going to set up the Christmas tree this morning. Oh. So I got uh, Christmas and presents on the brain. Yeah, that was fair enough. I'm only just getting over Thanksgiving over here. So now it's Christmas time, I suppose. Did you eat all the turkey? I ate all the turkey and some. I ate way too much yeah. way too much i didn't i thought everyone like over exaggerated but like no you just eat way too much thanksgiving oh no it is it is a feast it's it's football it's food and then the leftovers is something that is severely underrated that the like the next day turkey gravy sandwiches and things like mm. that oh, my goodness yeah. paradise yeah, I'm hungry paradise dreamo how you doing you big naked champion brendan i'm so glad you asked i'm really well i'm really well uh, you know, just living the uh, living the best life I possibly can over here in sunny old Sydney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I reckon you're a chance of being the next uh, Max Dax underwear model, though. I, I saw you sort of strutting around the room this morning, and uh, those po- those poses, those curves. I think there's some uh, some glebe appeal there. That's for sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah. No. You know, I know this this. Look, doing this podcast is hard work. Um, I totally appreciate that you guys sacrifice a lot. And I just wanted to give something back to both of you. And so I, mm. I, I just think that if you guys, you know, if I can just show you a little bit more skin, you know, if I just show you like the pot belly, show you the big, big bum that I'm working with here, uh, maybe, maybe that's enough just to get you through the hour. Yeah, it certainly uh, makes me want to cut this into 30-minute episodes, that's for sure. But um, yeah, Into 31-hour uh, episodes, thankful, I totally understand. Very thankful for uh, that uh, Abraham skin that you have been flaunting since I've known you way back when. So uh, appreciate that you're still on brand. Mate, people are, people are trying to lock me down. It's never going to happen, Brendan. They'll never catch that's me. That's it. You're the slippery fish. He's just that's making it. me like freeze. I'm like wearing triple layers now that it's winter here, and I'm just like seeing skin i'm just like you're a looney tune absolutely yeah yeah like um the the weather forecast this week in the old celsius uh we're gonna hit 40 degrees out my way on thursday so it's gonna be hot 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 Mm. hot hot. it's a top of 14 here Mm. yeah and it's for the contrast of northern and southern hemispheres eh (laughs) yeah it's crazy Mm. that was weather chat so uh (laughs) speaking of crazy I got a quick question for y'all before we get into the uh, the meat and potatoes of this Thanksgiving episode. Uh, with Christmas fast approaching, what is your must-buy present recommendation leading into the holiday season? And this can either be for yourself or a loved mm. one, or maybe someone you don't like and just want to buy a present. Maybe it's Kris Kringle. I don't know. So yeah. what is the must-buy gift recommendation this holiday season? One that like 
kind of came up recently um because as you get older it stops being about like let's give them this extravagant wonderful thing let's be more like practical in our gifts the one thing that i thought about is you can actually buy like subscriptions like you know xbox live playstation uh netflix and that sort of stuff maybe buying someone their subscription so that's one less thing they have to worry about like coming out of their paycheck that like everyone uses it so why not just buy that i like that i like that or you could be even cheaper (laughs) and if you say have the netflix hd subscription just share your login because it can be used on up to five devices at any one time just be like here, mom, or here, semi-best friend. Mm. You can use my Netflix subscription anytime you it's like. like a, 4K, it's yeah. It's like, like a hand-me-down. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a few mates that are too cheap and, and regularly message me saying, hey, um, you on, can I uh, jump on Foxtel right now or this or that? And I'm like, you cheap fuckers. Just yeah, I, <laughs> I cancelled all of my stuff and resubscribed because I was just, it got to the point where like I'd got, I got KO. Do you know KO, the sports one? The sport, the sports streaming pack. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was in my first 14 day free trial thing. And like five of my mates had my KO login details. Oh. And it just like, and in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, why am I paying for this shit? If everyone else is getting, getting it for free. So no, I, I cancel and resubscribe. That's how you reset everything, Brendan. What do you think on that, on that? topic like a ko or a foxtel what if you and your, your mate sit down and be like okay we're going to get on this but we're going to go quarters or thirds or whatever and that way you sort of got a shared account that's equally paid i, I think that's it. got some potential yeah absolutely like it's ultimately most of them have standard packages which give you two or more screens at a time but none of them like give you one screen you know what I mean? No. None of them give you the one screen option at HD. So I'm all for it, Brendan. You know, more more thrifty, the better. Mm. Yeah, we, we might need to take this discussion offline and, and pool our resources and, and see what are, what services we got going and how we can how we can save some cash. I'll set up a joint bank account with you. What's your tax file number? <laughs> um, I know it starts th- it's 383. I know the number off by heart for some reason. Why? He's, he's I'm trying to get it right on right here. Now. Yeah, okay. I know what it is. Yeah, it starts with 383. All right. There you go, audience. The... Guess the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I, I like that idea. It's very practical, Miss Hart. Um, a, a little little sort of rough tongue-in-cheek one. Obviously, uh, a, a fantastic gift that everyone should be giving this uh, holiday season would be a uh, Patreon subscription to us at uh, patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. That is the gift that keeps on giving. That's just not a one-and-done <laughs> gift. That is... That is yearly, that is monthly, that is weekly content all year round. So, uh, you know, everyone's a winner in that regard. But um, I like I like what you're thinking. And, and I was trying to find some stuff on the Black Friday sales. But uh, it's tough because obviously that's that's a very time sensitive, um, say, like recommendation because these sales only, only run for three, four days. Uh, and I found some absolute bananas deals on um like on televisions yeah. and nintendo switches and things like that um i'm gonna say get um someone should uh if they've got the extra cash pony up and, and get their friend or their their child or their loved one or their enemy get them the uh get the nintendo switch light you know it is a great bit of kid on the go maybe you could beat up someone in the street and just take theirs and, and give it to you give it to your friend or your frenemy but wow. um, yeah the nintendo switch light or if you're going even cheaper, 
The Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, only $20 now. Don't do it. $20, PlayStation 4 exclusive, fantastic game. Gorilla knocked it out of the park. Comes with all the DLC, comes with like an art book and all these other digital digital editions as well. And 20 bucks, you know, that's that's a couple of cups of coffee. That's two meals from KFC. It's nothing. 20 bucks. You're practically making money. It's, it's fantastic. And, and this loved one is going to have... You know, 50, 60 hours of, of game time with Aloy running through the uh, the Wildlands. So, uh, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, 20 bucks. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you, Brendan. People should go out and rob people. People people should go out and rob people. <laughs> Tis the season. Like, that's what I always say. The biggest problem is there's not enough crime. It was all tongue-in-cheek, and the listeners know that. It's all tongue-in-cheek. I'm not vouching for people to go out and do violent acts on random citizens. I like that you snuck an ad in there for Patreon, too. Let's see how how many times you can do that this episode. All right, we'll see how we go. I'll do it, too. I bet I can beat you. Okay. Which is just some of the funny banter you can hear. If you listen to the 8-Bit Cast, subscribe to our Patreon for just a dollar a month. You can have a crack at that. What are you, uh, what's what's your Christmas gift recommendation, Dreamo? Well, I was I was also going to say subscriptions because uh, I thought that was a good idea, and then I was also going to say a, a, a switch light. Um, so both of you stole my ideas. But um, <laughs> what, what I will suggest is that uh, if you do have a Kris Kringle, maybe an office Kris Kringle, one that you don't really have to care about, um, buy a lump of coal. And give that to somebody. <laughs> it's got the it's got the dual benefit. First of all, they think you think very little of them. Um, which only asserts your dominance in the office space, which is always critical. You need to have the power. The second thing is you can also add the second meaning of um, climate change. You can make them think that you're giving them coal because you see them as contributing to the, the horrible climate change problems that we have at the moment. So hopefully you actually do give them the gift of insight uh, and they change all their behavior and now will be a, a better person for it and also lower on the food chain than you in the office. So lump of coal is my suggestion, guys. Lump of coal. It's It's got a lot of utility. Like obviously they could use that to help keep a fire going, maybe keep their loved ones warm or cook a meal or maybe they're going to try and compress this down and make diamonds. Who knows? There's so many so many angles you can go with that You're coal. You're so right. Good, they bad, can or burn otherwise. it. So what? They can burn it. They can use it to draw paintings. They might be able to kick off the art career that they always thought. Draw paintings. paintings. Draw paintings. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I think you guys got the got the gist of it. Um, yeah, lump of coal. And you know what? A lump of coal these days is still more expensive than our Patreon. One dollar. Please subscribe to patreon.com forward slash we are eight bit. <laughs> phenomenal phenomenal so um let's sort of shift gears uh outside of our fantastic patreon talk uh forward slash we're eight feet obviously uh to what we've been playing <laughs> and doing this past week um i've i've been away obviously i was away partying on with uh jono and cruzy last weekend uh at cruzy's 30th birthday party fantastic event uh, it was good to see the boys uh, good to see them looking well, uh, having a few drinks. Uh, good old Jono, he got a little bit drunk and got a little bit, a uh, little bit sort of um, spaghetti-legged and fire-eyed at the end of the night. It was pretty hilarious actually seeing uh, the sweet, wholesome, innocent one known as Jono Peck, 
not really let his hair down. His hair somewhere actually stood higher, the drunk he got. Like, he got more and more disheveled and more sort of just wayward up there. But um, it was a hell of a time. Uh, it was really great to catch up and, and hang out with our uh, Melbourneian boys down there. So, uh, yeah, again, happy birthday, Cruzy. Uh, hopefully, your 30s are as good as uh, the other years that you've already had. But, um, yeah, been playing a lot of Pokemon. I was a bit sad I, I missed out on sort of the, the Ground Zero talks with you guys last week uh, on episode 174, sharing experiences and trying to remember the various names <sighs> of these Pokemon we encounter. Um, so, I felt your pain. I really, really felt your pain. Um, I've finished the mainline story now, oh. uh, and it just keeps going, doesn't it, Dreamo? Like once, once you sort of uh, take down Leon. After that, well, not really spoilers. That's the the focus point of this game. Once that happens, there's just this weird ass end game content with this yeah. these two um, sword and shield lookalike dudes with funky hair that just go and go and go, and it just drags out something shocking. Um, as far as fighting a lot of Dynamax Pokemon and things like that. But mm. I really liked it. I really like the changes they've made. I'm in agreement with everything you guys said last week. Um, my Cinderace, who is uh, my Evolve score bunny, uh, he was my ride or die pretty much through the entirety of my Pokemon journey. He was just wrecking fools left, right, and center, even though he becomes a soccer hooligan later in the game and, and sort of starts doing the knee slides and the gulch celebrations and he kicks fireballs at people and stuff like you know i'm, I'm no green street hooligan but it was uh it's pretty cool um but i really liked it dreamo and, and miss Hart. like have you guys played any more of pokemon this past week or or ali have you progressed further i know you were about three or four gyms in yeah. uh last week where are you at so now i've completed all the gym challenges so now i'm going to the grand finals so um Nice. So I thought I'd just like build up my Pokemon a little bit more just before that. Um, I didn't find the gyms challenging at all. Um, Me either. I I, I was t- at times I was worried about it. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to. But not every time I entered a fight, my even like Pokemon that weren't the counterpart to whatever the theme of the gym was, like they still demolished. So yeah, I. I I don't know if that was just because of the way I play the game and I probably build up my Pokemon too much before entering the gym or I don't know, but yeah, gym, gym That's battle for sure felt what pretty it was. easy. I, I was always several levels above every gym I went to mm. uh, and, and especially like say Score Bunny and, and like my Gyarados, they were sometimes like 10, 12, 15 levels above wherever I was at any one time. Mm. So that just run rough shot through everything. Like, yeah, it's, it's not challenging and, and I wish... Um, something that you talked about, Dreamo, in last week's episode was how they show the effectiveness of moves. I, I wish they sort of removed that, like to sort of make it more of that sort of memory aspect of it and trying mm. to, to strategize as opposed to, oh, yep, I can see if I bring in my Boltund, that lightning attack is, or electric attack is strong or weak against XY, so I can just not really have to think. But um, it's good fun. I really enjoyed it. Like I put. I think I put about 27, 28 hours in, I'd hmm. say. I don't know how many I've put in, actually. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I, I haven't put more time to this game this week, only because I don't really enjoy the end game content of Pokemon too much. I know there's a, a small news bit later uh, about something that's coming to this game, which is really good, but I just the, the end game is always... Uh, you either collect the rest of the Pokemon or you build a competitive PvP team or you go shiny hunting, which is 
just the most boring thing I could think of. Um, the process is so tedious to just try and trigger shinies. And the, the odds are so ridiculous. I actually stumbled across someone's Twitch stream the other day of them playing Pokemon Shield. And they were they were hatching eggs to, to hatch shiny Pokemon. It's like one in 300 and something that the egg you're hatching will be a shiny. Yeah, and, just, and then even worse is encountering them out in the wild. I saw it was like one in over a thousand. Did you did you guys get Which a shiny Pokemon bonkers. at all in your travels? Yeah, I got one. Yep. I got a Dusclops. Yeah, I think I got some trash. I can't remember what it was, but it was just some random that's still sitting in my um in my Poke box, probably at level twenty somewhere. Like just so many trash Pokemon just sitting in there hanging out in that Poke box doing nothing. Mm. Or I sent them out to work. Mm-hmm. Did you did you do the Poke jobs all the time yep. to? Just sort of cheese some XP out of it. Yep. And get free stuff. And it sort of transitions to like a Super Mario like looking level where you're there and you're like, all right, go on, Pokemon, I'll see you later. And they come back. My and- favorite my favorite is like one of when one of your Pokemon come back saying, like, Oh, it did so well, it brought you back something and it's like this Pokemon yeah. brought you bread or this Pokemon brought you two hundred dollars. Like I'm like, where is it getting this shit? But yeah, that's the only <laughs> yeah. benefit from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 rolling other pokemon out in the out in the wilderness and, and taking items yeah. but um stealing from i really like it like I, I don't think we need to dive into the inner workings of the game on pokemon you guys had a had a pretty good nice deep dive on it but mm-hmm. i'm i'm really impressed with what nintendo and niantic have put together here and, and i was hooked like just trying to get through all those gyms mm-hmm. and take down leon and constantly fighting against hop like i like that hop for once your ally wasn't just this smarky like he was a bit punty at times i'll admit but like he loses a fair bit and so he constantly change and adapts and shuffles up his team like i liked that there was a bit more sort of humanness to uh to hop hate the name hop but um yeah it was pretty cool and and i like the the english mannerisms they try and get in some of the dialogue it's like (laughs) you know what i'll catch you later mate i'm going up here and whatever else and it's a nice touch bless Bless these Japanese developers trying to sort of sound like we're in London. Hop annoyed me because he ran everywhere. He never walked. He oh, yeah. piss bolded. Like, he's like, let's go head over here. And then he's just vroom, and like, all right, I'll catch up. You know, you only went like two steps that way, but go run, mm. run that way. So I don't know. He always mm. annoyed me. I always hate it when I have to see him like sitting there doing like a excited squat. And I'm like, oh, not you. So. Yeah, and one other thing I forgot to mention is um, uh, Bebe or Bebe, yeah. uh, who becomes the the fairy ghost gym leader. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fairy gym leader. Sorry, I thought that he was a woman until like near the very end. Same, same. Uh, yeah, but um, I thought it was yeah. a girl too. Um, I think because I was reading it as like Bebe, like and it mm. had beautiful eyelashes and everything like that, so I thought it was a girl. But then, yeah, later yeah. I realized I was very wrong. Um. One thing I want to bring up, did anyone ever go to that guy in the Pokemon or like the Pokestop where he says, do you want to know your Pokemon's memories? I asked him once because I I try and talk to everybody that I come past at least once because you never know what you're going to get from them or if there's a trade there. So Mm -hmm. I spoke to him once, but yeah, didn't really pay any attention. I was just mashing that A button, skimming through text as as I seem to do through most of this game. Well, I've got my two Pokemon that are pretty much ride and die, which isn't my main, by the way. He can fuck right off. He's in the fields now. I make him work. So he's not a main anymore. (laughs) He can go. I'm sick of him. Why? You don't like like Inteleon? Is that what his final evolution is? Because he still has his nickname. 
where he's he's like a yeah, sassy like, yes, water Pokemon now. Man. Yeah, he's like a little sassy salamander looking. Fella. Yeah, I hate him. So I I got rid of him. He's he's gone now. I only run uh, Flygon and Ludicolo, Ludicolo, <laughs> Ludicolo. <laughs> the like the one that um he's in the Pokemon movie. He works in the coffee shop. Yeah, like the like the, the like sort of the fighting dog one. No, no, no. He's uh he's he looks like a pineapple duck. And Fully he wears a sombrero. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never know how to say his name I right. never even encountered him. Oh, really? Like, so yeah. I got, I mentioned last time, someone did a random switch with me, you know, how to do the random, and I got a low Todd, and then he did well. I love him because he's cute. He's a, he looks like a tray table with like little legs. And he, he was awesome. He had great moves. And then I've just kept him by my side. So I looked at his memories now he's reached his final evolution and he's way overpowered. And um, unfortunately, he's pretty traumatized by the fact that he remembers his old trainer that caught him. And then he got passed on to me. And then, like, he failed a move. Like, I asked him to do a move and it didn't work. And it's like, he remembers that. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I went through a few That's memories of my Pokemon and some of them are traumatized by failed attacks. That I commanded He's like a them to do. Foster child, yeah, I'm like bouncing around the system. So now I've got that in the back of my mind. So I want to know why that function exists. <laughs> why mm. is there memories? Yeah, I, I, I guess in when in doubt, I notice whenever you whenever you get them weird weird little lines, it's like take them camping, play with a toy, or mm. feed a meal, like share a meal with them, and then they get happy again. Yeah, I well, just, that didn't I work. Just I, through it. I can tell you now, but. Yeah, I just was curious why that function exists if it was so mm. traumatizing for them. Yeah, yeah, but that's no, cool. I'm enjoying it. We still need to um put some time aside to to battle our our best sixes, mm. like and and see who who is the Pokemon master oh, amongst that bit because I know there is a. Uh, some fierce contention, especially between the Dream here and, and NATO. They're the no. they're, they're the proclaimed bastards typically, but uh, I think we've got a couple of up and coming rookies. There's so no we'll contention. See, uh, we'll see where we fare. <clears throat> There's no contention. NATO told me he he exclusively gets Ghost type Pokemon. So yeah, I'm bringing. I got I'm a bringing... Gengar. I got a Gengar in my team just to just to have that sort of Ghost functionality in my six. I'm bringing nothing but Psychic and Fairy Pokemon to this game. Yeah, gonna romp. Um, yeah, cool. Also, uh, developed by Game Freak, not Niantic Brenzing. Get it right. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, I was, shirtless. I was hanging on to that one for a while there. <laughs> um, cool. Anything else that we want to say about Pokemon? I guess I feel like we're all talked out on it. Yeah. I think we're all pretty talked out on it, but it's great. It's it's a good good investment, good time sink, just good mindless fun. Like you just sort of can play it when you're not even fully immersed. Yeah. You're just sort of cruising along, fighting, battling collecting so on and so forth um something else that uh I've, I've sort of smashed you and finished finally this past week was uh ghostbusters the game remastered uh on the xbox mm. so this is this is a little gem that came out about 10 years ago in uh 2009 and it's they've given a little fresh coat of paint and uh it, it follows on from two years after the second film so uh, Ghostbusters two follows on two years after that, and you're a you're an unnamed rookie that's 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 been drafted into the Ghostbusters ranks, and coincidentally the game takes place over Thanksgiving, oh. so I thought it was uh, definitely on brand to uh, to get amongst and talk about it. But all those characters from the film are, are well 
portrayed in this game. So you see your Bill Murray, your Ernie Hudson, your Dan Aykroyd, and uh, even the late Hal Ramos is in there. So they've got their likeness from the game. They've got their voice and all the lines that they had way back in 2009. It still looks kind of like a game that was from 2009, especially with the cutscenes. They didn't really find any any new models or, or artifacts to be able to sort of spruce that up. But the the general gameplay is great. It's got a nice minimalistic hardware. Everything sort of displayed on your Proton Pack, which is cool. So there's no bars sort of cluttering up the screen. Catching ghosts, fighting ghosts. That's all great. That really cool witty dialogue. Like I'm a big sucker for Bill Murray in general, and as a kid, I was that obsessed with Pete. Um, Bill Murray, who played uh, Peter Venkman in in the movie, I actually made people call me Peter Venkman for about four months. Like I'm like, my name's not Brendan anymore. It's Peter Venkman because I was all about the Ghostbusters life. So it was nice to sort of almost take a walk down the uh, the, the nostalgia lane there from when I was you know six, seven, eight years old, being all about that Ghostbusters life. So that was really nice. It's still fun. Like I think it's still got a place. It's it's definitely better than like the the most recent ghostbusters film if that's uh, anything to take away from it uh and and the combat like the combat's great like just just the little things about catching ghosts and the different ghost types and and it's got that nice witty sort of dialogue and and the charm of those movies the soundtrack um you know hanging around sort of the headquarters and you've got um i can't remember her name wanda if, if I remember right, she's in there. So she's uh, back to sort of play her role. And it just it just feels like you're, you're playing a Ghostbusters movie, if that if that works. So it's like sort of like a love letter, love letter to Ghostbusters fans. Mm. And, and yeah, I'm, uh, I, was, I was playing it with a smile. Like, even though there's 10 years between this game, when it first came out now, it still feels kind of modern outside of some of those sort of graphical shortcomings. But anyone that likes Ghostbusters uh, that hasn't played the original definitely get on it because i think you can get a copy of this game for sub 50 bucks maybe even cheaper with the black friday and cyber monday sales going on it's on xbox one and it's on playstation 4 uh well worth the time um and it's just got that real 80s 90s vibe to it that you know people of our age i think would really appreciate and love and um yeah you can uh feel feel like you're part of the ghostbusters and uh maybe you guys will also want to then become peter venkman and and get a name change because uh bill murray's the man i've never watched a full ghostbusters movie what sorry what i know this is a marshmallow man and i played the game on mega drive oh yep i remember that one you drive a little car around the isometric like new york Mm -hmm. and pull up at buildings and everything marshmallow man and like those ghosts all form and he starts like crushing the city but yeah no i've I've actually watched the full movie ah you need like they're a good gem what are you are you uh you got any skin in the ghostbusters game dreamo you watched the movies or have you played this game um i watched the movies a long time ago when i was a kid that's about it okay we'll go (laughs) back and rewatch them they still they still hold up i watched the the original uh uh, probably about six six or so months ago and it's still a good laugh and it's still great you know bloody rick moranis is in it of all of, of like sigourney weavers in the damn thing like it's a great cast it's oh, not yeah she is too yeah yeah and i've also just started playing uh star wars did i fall in order don't really have a huge amount to say because i've only sort of just sort of jumped into like the second level so i played like for like an hour but i'm digging it already i can see where the hype is behind <laughs> this game and i'll give a bit more of a thorough thorough sort of uh thought piece on uh next episode or maybe the our final episode in two weeks time but um 
I can see why there's yeah. hype behind it. I've never turned my opinion on a game so quickly as this one. Like, I just straight up dismissed it because I'm like, it's another Star Wars game, whatever. It's, I'm going to be disappointed again. But based on everyone else's positive reaction and just all the hype around it, I'm like, oh, shit, I might have to play this one. Yep, yep. It's 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 feeling great so far. And, and even I've heard a lot of opinions that the first couple of hours are sort of a little bit, you can get bogged down and then after that it really takes flight. But I've been enjoying it and I'm an hour in so far already. So I can't wait to see what happens next with that. Ooh. So uh, that's me. What about you, Dreamer? You've been doing anything else? I have, Brendan. Thanks for asking. I, um, I've been playing Hearthstone Battlegrounds, uh, the new Battlegrounds mode in the game Hearthstone, which has been out for a few weeks. Um, this is not Hearthstone. This is a slightly different version of the game. It is heavily influenced by the auto chess movement craze um, that has drummed up this year. Um, basically, Battlegrounds is a mode where you draft cards each round and the cards battle your opponent's cards. Um, they automatically attack each other at random. There's a couple of rules around how they prioritize things. For instance, you have to hit taunt cards first, but for the most part, it's just random. This is a really fun and addictive game um, version of the game. It's it's pretty cool. I, I'd encourage you both to check it out. You don't need to have cards to play it. You don't need to to own the cards to play. It's just totally um, totally a, a, a draft of cards that they've selected that you, you just choose from. Um, it's not as deep or as complex as auto chess. Um, it's, it's just simply not, it's, it's still fun though, but I always find myself just sort of going for the same cards and the same tactics. Um, it's, it's good though. It's not, it's not bad. I really can't say too much more about it other than just go and check it out. It's free. Um, it's an interesting time to get back into Hearthstone if you are so inclined because they've got another expansion on the way so you can snag yourself some free packs. Not a paid advertisement, um, but you can pay $1 to listen to our 8-bit cast. Just go to patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. I think I'm on four, Brendan. Yeah, I think, four. I think I'm on two, maybe two and a half and you're about four. Three, so. I think you're on three. So uh, narrow lead there, Dreamo. It's it's not. I'm looking at it now, like I'm just sort of doing a bit of research because I heard of it, but hadn't given it any time of day, so I didn't even know what it was about. But so I see there's like six tiers of cards as well as your hero cards. Um, as far as your hero cards, you sort of just pick one, almost like you would with Hearthstone, and that that's your guy or your yeah, woman you or your that's, creature that's, for for the match. That's exactly correct. So you you get a, a hero power uh, that's uh, your your buff, your bonus. The, the problem is most of them suck. And it's I think it's a quite unbalanced mode, to be honest. I think that there are some clear, better, clearly better choices and beneficial you know, buffs. And, and there are just better cards to go for. So obviously cards have tribes. So if you're, if you're leaning heavily into the demon um, or beast tribes, then you're just going to you, do You want to go like Lord Jaraxxus or something like that with his plus one, plus one. You only get the option of one of two and they're provided to you at random. So you don't get to really choose. You just kind of get to pick one of two options. Um, you just don't get to say what those options are. So sometimes you can get absolute rubbish. And then other times you can, you know, you can get, you can get a Jaraxxus, which is really good. Or you can get a brand um, and, and get, you know, double, double battle cry. Um, yeah. That's kind of it. Oh, and also I've been playing a lot of Age of Empires 2 this week. Not to talk too much about that, but um, I was playing a, 
I was at the pub with a friend and we were playing a pokey and it was like uh, Genghis Khan. And uh, we both put $20 in and we lost our money. So I decided I would come home and play Age of Empires 2 and take on the Huns to <laughs> exact my revenge. Yeah. Vengeance over that 20 bucks. Oh my God. Can <laughs> we all play Age of Empires 2? Can we all play I'm Age on of it, Empires 2? I love that shit. I've, I've never really played like... I had an Age of Empires like that was free in a cereal, maybe in a box of yeah cornflakes way back when. But like the computer I had back in those days, it would run it, but I was more console primarily, so I never really played a huge amount. It's something I've always wanted to get into, so I'll, I'll give it a go. But I'm I'm noob in every sense of the word for for Age of Empires based uh, gameplay. I love it. I grew up on it like. Yeah, it, mm. it's a classic in my opinion and I always go back to it. So I was really hyped when they announced that, you know, they were remastering it and bringing it back kind of thing, so. Mm. Yeah, it lives on. What's old is new again. Hell yeah. All right, so a quick bit of housekeeping. Uh, for everything 8-Bit related, obviously 8-Bit.net, but if you're looking for direct links to our web store, which is weare8bit.storeenvy.com, not uh, that bastardization that you were promoting last week, Dreamo. We are 8bit.storeenvy.com, but instead of trying to worry and remember about all these URLs, just go to 8bitnation.net and it's got all the links there for our current competitions, direct access to our Discord, to our Facebook, to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash we are 8bit. Get uh, behind us because it's a dollar, uh, a little bit more, and you can get immortalized in artwork and also merchandise. So uh, check that out patreon.com forward slash we're8bit 8bitnation.net is your one-stop shop so that's got links to our web store our giveaways our facebook our patreon as well as our other sort of necessary things you want to stay on top of so 8bitnation.net and uh, when you're done checking that out audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au to get the best audio-based equipment we're talking headphones microphones turntables gaming headsets in-ear over-ear you name it they've got it we say it week in week out they are the leaders in the audio game uh, whether it be podcasting whether it be sort of streetwear whether it be gaming whether it be streaming and uh they've had a sounding the best in the biz since we've uh, came out about four years ago so audiotechnica.com.au let's get into some news this week's news headlines Got a lot of small bites a lot of bangers uh this episode as far as news and the first one uh, we're going to pour a little bit of a uh, bit of sadness out for Battleborn. Uh, remember the ill-fated uh, action shooter that came out like it was within a week. It came out the same week as Overwatch in, in 2016, oh. and uh, it came as uh, it sort of went as quick as it came. Uh, we've just had confirmation that their servers are going to be shut down in January of 2021. So uh, yeah, Battleborn. I played the beta, I think, and it seemed fun. But yeah, then uh, then Overwatch came in and just destroyed the hero shooter game mm. uh, in mid mid twenty sixteen. So yeah, two K have held on for a little while, but they've removed Battleborn now from the digital storefronts. And uh, yeah, the uh, servers will be turned off January of twenty twenty one. So uh, rest in peace, Battleborn. Anything you guys want to say regarding Battleborn, or do we keep this thing rocking and rolling? I want to keep the thing rocking and rolling. I don't even remember playing it. <laughs> if i did it's sort of like less we remember more so as less we forget on this one so uh, battleborn january 2021 we'll see you on the other side uh so going full circle to what dream mentioned regarding our uh, pokemon discussion gigantamax snorlax slumbering its way into sword and shield this december 
you'll have to play between December 4th and early January to catch one of these uh, big boys or girls via the Max Raid Battles. Uh, as you can see from the image, it's just a giant sleeping Snorlax where pretty much like he's got a, a, a mountain growing over him now with trees and, and foliage and parts. Like he's just a big boy. He's living his best life. Like Ooh. this sort of almost embodies me or my my feelings most of the time of how I'd probably be in Pokemon world. Like he, he speaks to all of us, I think. It reminds me of that episode of Futurama where Bender floats in the universe and he has like a little colony that grows on his tummy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone remembers that Futurama episode, but yeah, that's exactly what it reminds me of. And someone that's already sporting a um, Snorlax as her main, um, I look forward to snatching up a overpowered one when it happens. I love that he's just going to attack, like laying on his back, mm-hmm. like he's almost going to be like you know, lazily swiping as he lies there, almost like he's reaching for a TV remote on the couch. Or yeah, something. Like-, <laughs> like one side is the TV remote, the other side's snacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Dreamo, do you um have you sort of done a lot of the the sort of um max raid battles and and grabbed a lot of Dynamax Pokemon in in your uh shield journey? I haven't taken uh on the max raid battles at late game, high level. Uh so obviously mm-hmm. at the end of the game all all the Pokemon turn to level 60 just by default, which is crazy by the way, I think. But the raid battles get so much harder as well. You can't actually solo them. You need to do some kind of co-op whether it's LAN or online so I, I haven't had the opportunity to do that uh, and I, I kind of I tried doing the the online thing but I just got a bit impatient and didn't want to wait yeah no but I, I definitely jump on and grab one of these Snorlax look at where the garden path goes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right uh right from the crutch all the way up yeah to his uh is that like a fruit tree Are they like little fruits on that tree like almost the berry trees you shake it looks like just a big one of them right it could be but it also looks like it's got that um that formation that usually you see just spiraling on top yeah so the the dynamax sperms just swirling around the sky so do you not have like do you not join the raid battles and then just get like the computer like help because that's all i've ever done i've never raided with like real people Sure. No, you can. You, you can still do that. It's just that the, the Dynamax Pokemon are, are tougher mm. and you really do need to, I think, get Pokemon with a strong um, type advantage if you're really going to take them on. Otherwise, they just they just survive. Like, they out-survive you. They get shields um, yeah. that you have to break. Yeah. And yeah. it just it, it really becomes a chore and you've only got 10 turns to do it. If you, if you don't get yep. it done in 10 turns, the game's over. So, okay. um, yeah. It's you, you just need like one person. I think two people can can probably do it just fine. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of your computer player supports in the end game ones are just useless. Like they're getting one shotted and they're out for a few turns. Then so mm. or they're doing just this tiny little poke damage. So it's yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Having someone that can bring in a, a Pokemon that's effective against that Dynamax class will certainly alleviate a lot of those pain points because i've had a few in the end game where i've gone in with the random computers and we haven't knocked it down in 10 turns because it's just me doing any form of damage so okay i feels you i feels you all right the next uh little bit of news beat games the developer based out of prague who are behind beat saber has been acquired by facebook and are now part of oculus studios so uh, furthermore to this, they've confirmed that uh, Beat Saber will still be getting supported on the other sort of branded VR platforms, so PSVR, Vive, and things like that. So they aren't going to sort of 
suffocate that market and just make it on all the oculus platforms so it will be getting supported now and into the future but uh, that's a big get by facebook because beat games have blown the hell up off the back of this game like it is huge it is one of the biggest vr titles in the world from just a tiny little studio out of prague so it's nice to see them get recognized and hopefully they made a fat amount of cash out of facebook on this uh on this acquisition mm. so uh it's, it's exciting i think good on you good on you for uh doubling down and, and getting out while the uh <laughs> while you're at your highest price yeah i i've seen a bit of like some people being a little bit upset some people didn't realize that like they thought it was going to be just straight access to Oculus from then on. So obviously they didn't hear about it still being available to other like VR devices. But um, someone else mentioned that um, they reckon that once that acquisition happens, um, the modding community that I assume create custom levels or stages or songs, um, they believe that Facebook might actually put a hinder on, I guess, that community and probably stop modding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll certainly have to pay the Zuckerberg Piper for any form of mods or changes you make to that game. So mm. I, I haven't played any of the modded stuff and, and haven't really sort of looked into that too much, mm. but that's a shame if that'll go away. But that game's just going from strength to strength. So um, it's curious. It's, good to see. it's curious. You're on your beat games. For a, I've, like for a rhythm game. Like I never really see rhythm games really go off. It must be specifically niche. Is it because people see the like the physicality of whoever's playing it like like people twitch stream it and it's usually the person just standing there in the game with the sabers and stuff but i'm just surprised at how unpopular it is do you think we'll see like some some skin options in the future between disney and facebook where you could Mm -hmm. sort of skin yourself as vader or like leia or you know obi-wan and you, you've got sort of like this this filter chucked over yourself and you beat saber and do you think that'll ever happen i don't know it could be an investment but then i don't know exactly how much enjoyment you get out of that because i, I i've never played the game do you actually physically see yourself standing there or you would only see the oncoming um you only bricks. see the oncoming yeah. but in post you'd be able to see yourself so um i'd, I'd just get the jar jar bink skin and just fail all the levels and just go suck it jar jar you fucker <laughs> all right next bit of news supermassive games have launched a friend pass for man of medan meaning owners of the game can do a full playthrough of the game with a friend who doesn't own a copy uh, so this is similar to uh a couple of other games that are starting to do this sort of friend pass buddy pass system now where you know one one copy is is good for the tribe almost which is great and and a game like man and medan which which lives and dies off the cooperation or unknown multiplayer aspect of it i think it's great i really enjoyed man and medan uh, i thought it was pretty good i didn't think it was good as until dawn mm. but it was a lot better than the inpatient so um yeah, it's, it's part of their, their new sort of uh, anthology of, of horror thriller-related titles. So uh, it's going to be the first of a few. But yeah, it's cool. You know, I've, I've got a copy. If you guys ever get the itch, we can jump on and play together on the PlayStation 4. So uh, mm. nice work, Supermassive Games. Do you see mm. like there being a massive turnaround of a, like a person giving their friend a pass and then their friend either acquiring the game or being interested in the you know franchise later down the line yeah I, I don't think it'll translate to new sales of say man of medan mm. but it might just keep this franchise 
in their mind moving forward for when the next releases come out. Like, sure. I think it'd just be good for someone that didn't want to pony up the cash that's intrigued or interested. Mm. Uh, and then you just get them on, play play through the, the campaign. It's, you know, four hours or so. You can smash through it in one night in one sitting. And then after that, maybe they're sold on Supermassive and they're going to be buying the, the next release day one. Mm. I love the concept. I honestly do. I like. I never played either um, Until Dawn and I didn't play this game. I watched playthroughs. But the overall, like, your choices have an effect on the end game. I love that. I love any franchise that does that. So plus the horror elements as well. Um, it's definitely something that I enjoy. Whether I'll actually physically play a game or just keep watching other people play it. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to be a changed mm. person. Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious. Like, you definitely want a good internet connection uh, because some of these quick time events, you need to be reacting fairly <laughs> swiftly. And I'm not sure if that might be impacted by playing with someone else across the across the globe or across the country as far as those quick time events for characters. But it's cool. It's good to see. Mm. The next one for y'all after 1,672 hours. Dawn Craftian has unlocked all Destiny 2 player titles. So that translates to nearly, well, 69.67 full days nice. of Destiny. So nearly 70 days straight worth of Destiny to unlock all these player titles. And that's through ways of raids, uh, various achievements, mm-hmm. various sort of ways to kill enemies. Uh, you know, kill streaks, all that kind of stuff. Like it is, it is straight crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thousand six hundred and seventy-two hours, Dawn Crafty, and knocked it down. That's some dedication. Like this, just this terrifies me. This overwhelms me thinking of that. Like <laughs> to try and get all these titles. The same as seeing all these people get platinums in games. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, it's platinum number fifty or number sixty. It's like, I think yeah. by the end of it, your opinion of a game might change when you're just hunting these achievements. Yeah, like. Especially these shitty achievements that you got to do that are just so painful and just suck the fun out of the game. Like, like, what do you guys think about stuff like this? Is it? I don't like. I don't think any any of the three of us are real like achievement hunters and pride no, ourselves no. on gamer scores and stuff. Dreamo, what's what's your stance on on that type of situation in gaming? Uh the risk of making an enemy of my really good friend, really good friend, John Opeck, best friend, best friend. Um, at the risk of making an enemy of that man, I just wonder who the hell has the time in the day to, to really go for <laughs> platinum in games. I just, I just don't, it's not something that's ever really appealed to me. I'm more than happy to let it slide and, and just leave that, you know, less than a hundred percent complete. Um, it just never, I just don't, don't see it. And it's the other thing as well is I'm, I'm actually a firm believer in gaming in moderation. As, as, as much as I love doing it, love talking about it, like you, you should actually not be spending all of your time doing this stuff. 1,672 hours is ridiculous. That is a ridiculous amount of time to have all the titles in Destiny 2. No one's going to remember this in a week. And you've got one title on the top of your head, I guess, and everyone else has one and no one remembers who you are. I, I just don't, I don't know. There's something in there. There's something in your mind that pushes you to do that that I just can't fathom. Slash, we are 8-bit. Patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. <laughs> Sorry, I do want to cut you off while you got your number in. Um, Sorry, thanks, With mate. the Destiny thing, it's essentially just a title card that kind of appears near your name. And, yeah. you know, when you're walking like, wow, around... Right? 
Um, I guess so. It's usually like you'll get some kind of like specific name saying that you completed that challenge or you completed that um, title essentially. And so you'll be walking around the tower or, you know, in a variant planet and you'll have your username and then you'll have that title like under your username and it kind of makes so, you look a bit cool. I've never chased any of these because like friends that have, I've seen them get a little pissy trying to achieve these titles so i'm like well that like kind of like what you said it kind of sounds like it makes you hate the game like no one's forcing you to get that title you're choosing to do this and to get angry on the matter kind of just seems you know don't do it internet rage culture at its finest Ah, yes but um in regards to like achievement hunting and like platinum i don't i don't follow it i usually like going through it and then seeing that I've somehow managed to score like a super rare trophy in PlayStation or whatever. Like, but I honestly don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not often I'll veer off the beaten path to, to do some weird antiquated requirement to get a, a certain sort of trophy pop or an achievement pop. Like I just want to get the, that, that game experience from front to back and, and feel like I've, I've got a complete experience playing that game. I don't have to go and do all the archaic shit in the background to get some points. Mm. I've only got two and, and one on the Xbox is actually like Fight Night Round Whatever from the Xbox 360 and I got that just by playing the game. And then the other one, um, I did Horizon Zero Dawn on the PlayStation. They're the only ones and I actively seeked out the stuff for Horizon because I love that game so much. But Outside of that, I don't have any other Platinums or you know, thousand gamer scores on the Xbox. So, uh, yeah. But there's a lot of people out there that are all about it. Mm. Just uh, not here on The Hungry Gamers. <laughs> and the uh, the last bit of news. Xbox Scarlet won't focus on VR because, in quotes, nobody's asking for it. And this comes via way of Chris Priestman at IGN. Microsoft says that virtual reality isn't really a focus for Xbox, Xbox Scarlet as there isn't enough demand for it. Vice President of Gaming at Microsoft, Phil Spencer, has said in a new interview with Survivor, shout out to our uh, Australian-based gaming outlet, Survivor, getting some press here at uh, IGN. In an interview with Survivor at XO19, that virtual reality isn't a big part of the next-gen console, Xbox Scarlet. We're responding to what our customers are asking for, and nobody's asking for vr spencer said the vast majority of our customers know if they want a vr experience there's places to go to get those we'll see the volumes of those on pc and other places end quote it's not just that xbox players don't expect to have vr games though spencer said microsoft's decision to push vr aside for now is due to the fact that nobody's selling millions and millions of vr units i think we might get there eventually spencer added but yeah that's not where our focus is this comes days after Valve announced the VR exclusive Half-Life Alex to much hype, though there's only going to uh, though that's only going to be available on VR headsets that run on PCs. As to Sony's stance on VR going into the next gen, there's not much to say other than that the PlayStation 5 will be backwards compatible with the PS4's VR hardware and games. Whether we'll see a new PSVR headset head made for the PS5, well, there's no word on that just yet. What do you guys reckon? I know I'm the uh, the resident VR advocate here for the Hungry Gamers. Uh, I've got two of the damn headsets, both of which I have not played in many months. So, uh, yeah, how's that decision going for me? But um, it makes sense. It really does make sense. Like, it's still very niche. It's not a mainstream, in-every-household piece of hardware just yet. That might change. 
but right now it is just for for fans or people looking for that different experience dreamo you, you think this is a smart move this is some honest talk here from phil spencer what do you reckon um well i i trust phil spencer when he he says that they're not pursuing it because it doesn't seem to be a money maker i can't fault them for that either i mean you've got to do what you think is viable it's a little bit disappointing because i do love vr i i think that you know as, as gimmick as it sometimes can be with certain titles it, it is uh, more often than not a really fun and rewarding experience and it's also exciting to see this new technology take off and and, and evolve and and backwards steps like this um just don't help push that along further that said, we've been talking about VR on and off for the last eight years. I think probably a little bit longer. Um, and and it still hasn't kind of proliferated to the point where everyone's got one. It's in everyone's house. It's also, it's, it's, it's also uh, still, I think, dealing with some significant setbacks that no one's found convenient solutions for. Namely, that it's hard to find the space in one one's home it's difficult to get around the fact that you need to move quite a lot to to really have a really immersive experience and, and people just can't you know afford, again afford this to have like a vr room basically also the cost to buy the headsets is still i think very much a blocker for a lot of people and you you basically have to be part of the pc master race to to be you know really having the front the, the the top end experience that VR can offer at the moment, yeah. Um, so look, I'm again, I'm I'm upset, but I totally understand uh, these comments, and it's not shocking to me at all either that this is the the stance that they're taking. Um, you know, the quote there, I think, says it all. Um, I think we might get there eventually, but yeah, that's not where our focus is. You know, um, so that's me, baby. Baby, <laughs> patreon.com <laughs> what about you miss hart what's what's your feeling on this i agree with sam like vr just has that horrible like it's like it's it's cost issue a lot of people probably just don't see the value for money in having the product right now accessibility you just don't have the space that you know actually having to bring out the unit and you know putting it on and having a place for that as well just doesn't seem like you know it outweighs actually having the device and playing the device. Like you said, you've got two and you barely use them. So, you know, like there is a novelty to it and it will be great once it becomes easily accessible and affordable and everyone, you know, gets to have that experience of having VR at home. But, you know, money talks. And if you have, if you're going to be launching a new console, it would be better just to focus your time on other things that, you know, your consumers want. And um, then, you know, if VR finally takes off, cool. Then make the product of VR for your console. But until then, dead money. It, it really needs standout titles is what it needs. I think that's what it's really been lacking. There hasn't been a standout VR experience strong enough to really get people on board to, to actually buy it. Well, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if there was... Resident Evil for me is... Resident Evil 7 is still probably the benchmark as far as triple a in vr look i agree i i mean it's documented my reaction to that game in vr (laughs) but i i think like a game like resident evil you're it's a niche genre like you're not going to get 
everyone. It's not a Fortnite to really use the extreme I'm, I'm sort of looking for here. Like if there was yeah. a, you know, a Fortnite level game that just has mass appeal and can offer something different and unique that's built into VR, that's grounded in VR, then then you've got everyone, but you just don't have that yet. Yeah, VR for the most part, it's still a lot of experiences and tech demos and, and cool mm. moments. Ooh. It's not a, yeah, sit down for many hours and play through because a lot of the time you get vertigo and motion sickness oh, yeah. and everything else through some of these, which I've personally dealt with a few times and know just about everybody else that's played VR gets it from time to time as well. So we'll see where it goes. Like It's just nice, I guess, for, to see Microsoft sticking in their lane of just making games like you think of the the xbox one when it was first there and you had you know you connect and all that kind of shit and where they were just completely sort of off the beaten track trying to recreate the the path to i don't know gaming nirvana with stuff like that now it's just we're going to make a a, a sweet box that's going to run games best it's going to have all the best games on it and it's going to be a cool experience so i like that they're sort of just narrowing their scope and ambition and just trying to double down on on what 99% of gamers are there for. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's been episode 175 of the Hunger Games podcast. Anything uh, you two lovely people want to say before we close this up and uh, gear up for our final two episodes of the year? Um, I just quickly mentioned that I did watch the Harley Quinn cartoon, the animated series that they've released now on DC Universe. I don't know when it's going to be accessible in australia i apologize but um just as a first impression for episode one there are moments where it feels like it's trying to be edgy with swearing and you know gore and stuff like that but then it kind of starts to you know mellow out throughout the episode so so far the good outweighs the bad if anyone has been curious on how that series has turned out so yeah we'd need to get it via way of vpn and uh getting on dc online or dc universe sorry and watching it online because it's only in the united states us poor australians haven't got it and i haven't seen any notifications of it on any of our streaming services so uh mm. yeah we'll either have to uh just just live through miss hard on these ones for now <laughs> or uh find it uh not legally so uh yeah <laughs> Yeah, but I, I want to check it out. It, it looked kind of cool and edgy and witty mm. from the trailers, but um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's pretty decent cast as well. There's a few good actors in there that you'd probably recognize. So it's just good mm. to see them in it as well. Yeah, mm. 100%. Dreamo, what about you, man? I canceled my Disney Plus subscription. I can't think of a bigger waste of money. Forget you, Disney. You bloody money fiends patreon.com it's fantastic the mandalorian just watched episode four last night my god i love that show mm. i hate that show so much i you hate, hate it the mandalorian yeah i hate i hate i'll tell you what i hate about it brendan <laughs> i feel like some people some people wearing suits were in a room and they said how can we hawk every dumb sucker who's ever seen a star wars film what are they like what can we exploit well let's put it on tatooine because that's familiar let's get a yoda in there because you know Everyone loves Yoda, but we'll make him a baby because that's cute. And why don't we use that bloke with the helmet? What did they call him in the extended universe? A what? Amanda what? A Lorian? Oh, okay. Let's just go with that. How fucking stupid is it that they in their culture don't take their helmets off for anything? How the fuck do you eat food, you idiot? Well, if you actually watch the series, you would find out. So Yeah, episode four addresses a lot of that. Mm. I've watched every episode. 
I watched the every fourth episode. episode just came out yesterday, so I haven't seen that Check one. Check it out. Does he eat food in it? Technically, yes. He talks about it. They address that stuff. So it's, they address it. They've heard you around the water cooler with all these other uh, Mandalorian haters, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they went. You know what? We're going to stick it to you in episode four. You wait. No, they specifically heard Sam, and they went. No, we need to you know, stick it to Sam because fuck that guy. I just hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. This guy's meant to be some tough bad boy fucking bounty hunter or whatever. And what does he do when he fights that rhino? He's just like holding his little knife up like he's going to impale it. That thing was going to kill him. Well, kill him. Spoilers, I'm not impressed. We know what happens there. It's not a spoiler. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed by this show. Apologies to our British listeners. Because you, you know what? Here's the other thing as well. For $15 million an episode, like sure, it looks great. Someone was trying to make this point to me the other day as well. They're like, for $15 million an episode, like it looks pretty amazing. Well, for $15 million, it should. It should look amazing. If it doesn't look good at $15 million an episode, you suck at your job. You're rubbish at your that's, job. That's a, valid. Just, I'll, I'll, that's a valid I'll, point. I'll back you on that. Like $15 million is a lot of cash. So I'm it's with you on that. Place. Yeah, yeah it's you. ridiculous. And also, like, I just... Ah, I just I I just can't watch it and not think about all the corporate decisions that go into putting this together. You know what I mean? I can't divorce the two. It just brings me joy. This show. Mm. Clearly, we're on two different wavelengths. But um, yeah, I just sit there with a grin on my face most of the time because it's just it's just yeah. fun. Yeah, don't like this they got your the brains first, in- like a, There's a lot of Baby Yoda haters out there. Well, it's just easy. <laughs> it's like why. When did Yoda bust a nut? When did that happen? <laughs> That's the greatest mystery of all. <laughs> yeah. He was clapping ass. Yeah. It was, mate. But anyway, this has been episode 175 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. As mentioned, we've only got two more episodes of the Hungry Gamers remaining for 2019. Next week is our yearly Festivus episode where we air out all our video game related grievances. <gasps> so if you want to take part, Send them through to hello at 8bit.net. You can send them via way of an MP3. You can write in and we can talk it through. Or you can uh, send us a message on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram at we are 8 bit And uh, when you're done sending those grievances through, patreon.com forward slash we are 8 bit to uh, get behind us there if you can. But if not, be sure to rate, review, subscribe us on iTunes as well as all the other podcasting hosting platforms. You listen to us and your other podcasts on the daily because it means an awful lot and helps keep those motion lights on in our hearts. But uh, until next week, Ape Nation, it has been our pleasure. Much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8-Bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.